Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 50th episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Our show today is brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT services business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. It's also brought to you by Tech Blog Builder. Tech Blog Builder is a writing service for IT businesses. We craft content that converts website visitors into customers with 100% unique, SEO-ready, professionally written blog posts delivered on a consistent basis. Learn more at techblogbuilder.com. All right, guys, today is the special 50th anniversary episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. So today I thought it would be a treat to bring on some past guests, uh, some of my favorites, some some of the guests that have been on the show the most. And we're going to talk about how our businesses are doing. We're going to talk marketing, what's working for you, what's not. Everyone shares some very um, actionable tips, some gold nuggets that you can take and implement in your business right away. I'm not going to give away who they are. You're going to have to stick around to find out all that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then select See First. So that every time we go live with a new video, it'll jump to the top of your newsfeed and you can check it out. Well, um, I'm here on a special occasion. This uh, episode marks the 50th show of the Computer Business Marketing Show. And uh, as you guys, some of you guys know, the Computer Business Marketing Show, has I've been doing it for a little over a year now. Uh, before that, I did the Computer Business Podcast. Uh, and that was no video. That was just audio. And I did that for a few years. That was kind of on and off. Um, and so, I, you know, about a year ago, I decided to to take a break and then rebrand and release this new computer business marketing show, have a tighter focus, talk about nothing but marketing, bring in marketing experts. Uh, and so far, so good. It's been a lot of fun um, doing it. Uh, had a lot of great guests. We love going live to Facebook every week because uh, I love the interaction with you guys and you guys jump in there, ask questions and all of that stuff. And we have like a, a cast of usual characters that shows up. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Um, so if you guys have enjoyed the podcast, if you're live watching, definitely let us know, you know, what what you've enjoyed about the podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, you know, later, if you're listening to the recording, then just uh, shoot me a message at computerbusinessmarketing.com or leave a review on iTunes and just say, you know, hey, what what have these 50 episodes meant to you? What have you taken away from the show? Why do you keep coming back time after time and listening to me yammer on uh, week after week? Uh, would love to hear like what you like and what you don't like, what's working for you and what's not working for you. And to make it all possible uh, is, you know, the, our longtime sponsor and my baby, TechSite Builder. You know, TechSite Builder is a place you can go to get a website up and running quickly and easily for your computer business. You don't have to mess with installing themes on WordPress or finding a good host or, you know, 
installing security plugins and stuff. And, and we're, we're computer guys or gals, and we know how to do that stuff, but our time is better spent marketing the business or fixing computers or doing, you know, the work of the business and growing the business and not necessarily building a website. So that's kind of the purpose of tech site builder is to give you a nice, easy platform that you can just sign in, get started fill out some information and you have an effective website that's SEO friendly, that's fast, that's secure. Uh, and we take care of all of that annoying stuff so you can get back to running your business. So uh, thanks everyone who's, you know, supported us by checking out tech site builder. It's super affordable, 30 day money back guarantee. So you can just go and, and try it out. If you feel like your website can use a refresh or uh, you know, it's not, it's not working for you. People aren't contacting you through the website. Um, TechSite Builder could probably help with that. So check that out at TechSiteBuilder.com. All right, well, I'm excited to introduce our panel of guests today. So I decided to bring back some of our, uh, you know, some of the guests who I've had a lot of fun with, who have been on multiple times. These are all repeat guests. Uh, They uh, can offer a lot of insights. They're also podcasters. I like talking to other podcasters because they know how to talk and they know how to fill time. So uh, I, I look forward to talking with these guys. We've, we've chatted before about marketing topics, and I'm looking forward to catching up with them. We have uh, David Sims and Lisa Hendrickson. So let's start with you, David. If you can kind of just for the folks who maybe haven't met you before on the show, give us a brief introduction about what you do and uh, you know how you got started. So I started my MSP um, actually, I started in IT way back in like the late '90s. And uh, the, the short story is I, I went from uh, having a storefront doing retail and residential to uh, kind of shutting all that down and, and, and running a consulting business. And then I got out of IT altogether for a few years and then I got back into it and started an MSP and started focusing on healthcare. Uh, from there, I, I really made a, a name for myself in, in diving into doing HIPAA compliance for IT and, and started the HIPAA for MSP site. Um, and since then, uh, I actually merged with another local IT company the first of the year and, and rebranded their company. And, and so now we're security first IT. And so we're uh, running an MSP in the Charlotte, North Carolina market. Cool. Yeah, a lot of that's the cool thing about being an entrepreneur and being in this space is there's always the next thing to try and and always reinventing your business. And I think that's something all three of us have in common is we're always, you know, trying new things and, and going in different niches and, and uh, looking for ways to just flex our entrepreneurial muscles. <laughs> and it sounds like you're uh, on, on a new adventure with the, the partnership. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure that brings a whole new set of learning experiences with it. Um, and so I, I think that'll be something we could dig into, like what are you doing for marketing for, for this new venture and stuff like that. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I want to head over to Lisa, and I see you're you're trying to dodge the sun over there. Actually, I was kind of fun with it, but I feel so, I feel so bad. You guys talk about something else for five real quick, and I'm gonna find another position. I'm burning up too. It's hot. Okay, so I'll well, be right back. I'll be right yep, back. No problem. So while Lisa tries to <laughs> resituate herself. Um, she, so for those who don't know, Lisa has moved. She used to live in uh, Las Vegas, and now she's relocated to Florida. 
I believe, and uh, and so she's getting used to the angle of the <laughs> the angle of the sun over there. Um, she's if you guys are watching the video, she's sitting outside, um, and uh, and the the sun's going down, so the angle is you know changing on her. Uh, so while she gets resituated, so why don't we dig into it then, Dave? Um, you know, with this new venture, uh, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about you know how you're approaching kind of getting the word out about that and. Uh, um, what are some of the things that have been kind of working or that you're trying for this marketing wise, marketing wise. Uh, so the, we kind of had several things going on at one time, which, you know, one is getting the the word out about the name change and, you know, how to, how to engage us because everything changed. Our domain name changed, our website changed, the, mm. the name of the company changed, uh, how they got invoices changed. So <laughs> it was, we're, we literally had to go in and, and re-onboard every client. We're still in the process of that, of, of doing the whole onboarding process all over again. So that's been uh, a challenge and, and fun because we were able to kind of rebuild everything from scratch. We're, we're seeing where some of our holes are in our game and we're able to patch those and create you know, policies and procedures around what we're doing differently than we were before. So that's been uh, that's been fun, and then the, it's kind of nice to be able to like start from a fresh, you know, start clean, start from a fresh, you know, a fresh start with your mm-hmm. with your customers. Because sometimes you get into a routine with them, and 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 you can let things slide sometimes. And so when you have kind of that excuse to like say, "Hey, we're rebooting everything," you can revisit all of the different touch points, and mm-hmm. and I, I think that's maybe that's something people can try just. Without even if they don't merge with another company or rebrand their company, they can mm-hmm. every once in a while just kind of start from fresh. Reach out to all of their existing clients and say, "Hey, you know, let's just reestablish our relationship," and and uh, and, and that might just be a good thing to do, anyways. Well, well, I'll tell you what what we've decided to do because we found so many things that fell through the cracks. Um, by doing this, we've decided to now we're going to start doing an onboarding with our clients every single year Nice, um, because we have, you know, staff leave and staff come and, and they kind of do things one way. And, and maybe you told them, look, you, I want you to start putting in tickets in this ticketing system, but you still have some people that insist on texting you personally or sending you emails outside of the ticketing system. And you kind of let it go for a while uh, or you have a new office manager comes in and they don't know how to really communicate with you. So, and plus we found things we didn't know was on the networks, even though we do scans and all this kind of stuff. We found people that were doing things that we didn't know they were doing. We found people that were trying to get around security measures. We found, you know, a couple of computers that they were in our system, but we never, never invoiced for them. So we never changed our invoicing. So there's just a lot of stuff we found, um, by doing that, so we decided we're just going to go through and do a complete onboarding process every year. Right, that makes sense. So, how do you how do you spin that to your customers to make it you know seem like it's going to be valuable to them? Well, I think customers enjoy just the touch point of coming in and, and having a concierge service. And so, not only are we coming in and, and you know kind of physically looking at everything because you don't know a lot of times if somebody's plugged in a, a USB drive that they shouldn't had or or something's happening. I mean, we found a server that had a, a, a drive poking out of it. Like it, somebody had ejected the drive out of the server and we didn't know anything about it. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, yeah. it kind of, it, it makes you look kind of bad um, if the client knew where they were looking at, but you know, fortunately they, they don't, but um, you know, you give them an opportunity to say, look, we're going to come in and we're going to kind of 
do a whole discovery process all over again. We're going to look at everything, make sure everything's uh, up to speed and up to our standards, make sure there's nothing that we, uh, you know, we can see a lot of stuff remotely, but with, with tools, but we can't see physically a lot of times. And, and you can get very, um, uh, you can get very used to a lot of these alerts that are coming in and you can miss stuff just because there's just so many coming through your, your RMN right. platform. Yeah. So, um, so I think it'll be, it'll be valuable all the way around. And then we can tie that to, you know, an annual business review. We already do uh, typically quarterly reviews, but we kind of got away from calling on quarterly business reviews. Now we just call them technology business reviews. Just so if it's not quarterly, we don't feel like we've failed. <laughs> if it happens to be, you know, four or five months in, we don't feel like that, you know, we've, failed the client and, and they're wondering what happened. So we just kind of got away from calling them quarter of the business. That, that's a good idea. Don't build the time frame into the title of the service. Yeah. <laughs> because that can bite you. Well, not only that, that but we'll, I mean, a lot of times it wasn't our fault. It was the client didn't have time. And then next thing you know, it was um, instead of being three months in, it was five months in. Well, what do you, you know, you can't have a one on month five and then another one on month six. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so it, th- it throws your whole, uh, process off of timing. So we just went with technology business reviews. So what was the thought behind the, uh, the, the name of the business? Um, secu- what is it? Security? Security first IT. Security first IT. So, so what was the thought of, with that name and like, you know, leading with the word security? So we're, we're moving toward a more security focused MSP model. And in doing that, you know, both my company uh, and the and the other company I merged with, they were both, you know, your standard IT names or computer or whatever. And, and we wanted to have something that really spoke to that the fact that we were security focused. And uh, as much as cliche as it is in the name, you know, we wanted to tell people we we put security first. Security is not an afterthought. It's it's actually baked into how we do things. And so that's kind of the, the how it all panned out. I like that. I mean, a lot of people try to be too clever with their business name and, you know, call it like, you know, blue ocean or purple <laughs> rainbow or something. <laughs> and like, you, you, if someone sees that name, they don't know what you do and they don't know the services you provide. And I like that right there in the name, you know, you know what it is. It's security, it's IT services, it's, uh, and that's, you know, there's no guess, <laughs> there's no guesswork. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, let's see, Lisa. It looks like you are back. I hope so. Does it look? Awful? Yeah, <laughs> you're inside. That's good. The, the sun's not chasing you the around. The sun was fighting me pretty bad. So yeah. Cool. So um, why don't now that you're settled, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners who don't know you? Uh, let us know. Um, you know, just a, a brief history of of what you've been up to and what you're doing these days. Well, my core business is uh, Microsoft Outlook expert work. Um, most people find me on the internet when they're looking for Outlook problems to be fixed. Um, I kind of handle everything in terms of Outlook, iCloud, uh, G Suite, Gmail, Apple products, Mac. I do a lot of exchange migration work, and I also do um, IT support ongoing for clients. So, like, if they call for a problem, I say, "Well, you can buy my ticket now," and then we're just we're friends. I call us frenzies and they like that because that's my relationship thing. Cause they know I'm how I work. Um, I'm also searched for on the internet for office 365 consultant work. Um, I have typically <clears throat> most of the calls I get, I can help with, but I have a lot of technicians that need referral work. So I have a really nice office 365 referral circle for SharePoint export experts, OneDrive experts, Azure 
anything you can think of, I found someone now. So I tell people, stop beating yourself up trying to find an answer. Most of my experts are by the hour. They're not expensive and they don't need contracts. So that's kind yes. of what I've built is a nice little empire on the client side. And that's my call that girl yeah. biz. And then my side hustle, which is the fun stuff, is my callthatgirl.com site. I actually outgrew my .biz site. So the callthatgirl.com is where all my stuff for techs are. I called it the tech classroom now. So there's a lot of learning stuff, educational videos, ebooks, um, blogs. And um, I, I, right now I just launched my Office 365 course, which is free for technicians to sign up and uh, basically, they're recorded videos like what we're doing here, uh, except I've got technicians for each um, each level of Office 365 excuse me, products and services, sales. And we're going to be doing these probably through the end of 2018. So there'll be a link somewhere you guys can sign up and it's free and you can watch them as you want. You can watch a bunch at a time or every Sunday I release them. And those I have a sponsor for, which makes them free. So you're going to see sponsor nice. stuff and it's all over that that's marketing. Yep. I was, I talked to Matthew about this a while ago. I, I know he's going to remember to the, the day I said, I'm never going to do training again. <laughs> but then I realized, you just got to find how to make it work, you know, for your audience <laughs> and for you. And then I realized here's, what's going to work is if someone else pays me to do it. And <laughs> right. I've had really good success. We launched on uh, April 8th. And so far, we've had tons of signups every day. Techs are liking it, and I like it, and it's a lot of fun for me because it's keeping me always learning and meeting new people and finding new connections to uh, get in the in the course project. So, I don't think this one's going to die off quickly. It's it's got a long long term uh, value to it. Yeah, so I think we all all three of us have that in common, right? Yeah. We we have our our services business, and then we also have a side business where we teach. Some of the uh -huh. things we've learned in our services business to other IT people. Oh yeah. Um, so let, let's kind of take take each side of that. So for the uh, the actual IT services side, where we're dealing with just regular average Joes fixing their issues, fixing their problems. Um, what what has been working for you lately as far as marketing, as far as finding new people to come in the door? I know Lisa, for you, you don't really have many um, like recurring monthly type services it's a lot of one-off and break fix type stuff so how do you keep the the constant flow of people coming to you well the first one i've talked about for years is my seo is good i keep up with the seo we've done this in the computer business breakthrough course i talk about the four different ways i blog blogging is my gold so i watch for trends when i notice something's wrong you know, I'll go put a blog out and I go put a YouTube out and then I've got little channels like one of my LinkedIn articles has almost 100,000 views. So I will go put a new blog at the top of that to do drip marketing off that hot one. And I do it to my YouTubes too. I'm having a hard time with like other traditional marketing for my clients because they don't click on ads. They don't do Facebook ads. My clients are typically LinkedIn people. And even on LinkedIn, they don't click on ads. So I'm really just in a marketing funk on that side. So I'm always looking for something new that's going to get a client. And um, they don't, my, my clients typically don't uh, refer me out. I don't think they want people to know how bad their outlook was. 
because <laughs> that's like in the house then, you know, they're in my house. So I have learned that testimonials are really good for me because I get mm. a lot of views on my website from the blogging I do. And then people see me. So the blogging is my core and I try to just stick with what works. For that. Right. And I think, I think for your type of service, the SEO really is key because when someone has an Outlook issue, what do they do? They jump into Google and they type out the error message oh, yeah. they received or how to fix blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you know, you've, you've got those blog posts that are out there. You're the first usually to publish something about certain issues. Um, and then you bump, mm-hmm. jump to the top of the search results and, and that's how you find, they find you. And that seems to work really well for you. Yeah. The how to's are good. I also try to do some story writing articles, you know, but that have the SEO in them. But it's kind of my magic right there, and I just keep doing it. But I'll give you guys a, a tip, though, that Google has, I think, I haven't seen on any forms or anything where people said the algorithm changed, but I know it did. And it, it, it changed a lot in the last few months. Yeah, you noticed it on your stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not so much my stuff that's out there, new stuff. Uh, they, they they flipped a switch or something uh, somewhere that I, I started to uh, notice that my blogs weren't hitting good when they should have been. Because hmm. I know my stuff. I know what will hit. And then five days later, it hit. And I'm like, no, it's supposed to be sooner. Uh, but then I started trying to figure it out because that's what I do is the analytics part, you know. And I'm just warning, folks, it's, it's changing. So you got to yeah. do a lot more than just that if that's what right. you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's that's that's the problem with relying on, especially SEO, is it's it's always constantly changing, and they can flip a switch one day, and your stuff just disappears. Um, so it, it's good to. Ex- I, I like that you're experimenting with ads and stuff, and, oh, yeah. and just you know, kind of seeing no, what works. No ads. And, no, but oh, no I, thought, ads. I thought you said you you were trying Facebook and LinkedIn ads. People weren't clicking. Oh, I actually, Facebook ads, I only tried that once with the real ones, not with the boost post. And that was so confusing and convoluted, I gave up right mm, away. Yeah. It's not for me. Yeah. It's a lot to figure out for sure. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about you, uh, David, uh, with the new business? Have you been trying any kind of content generation type stuff or, or ads? Or is it just mostly you know, working with your existing customers and that kind of thing? Yeah, for uh, for us, I mean, it, with being a new a new site, new name, and all that, of course, SEO short term is not doing anything for us, and it's not going to for a little while. <laughs> um, so we kind of started over with that, but but we do have uh, you know a mailing a mailing list, email list of people that you know from both businesses. So we're still tapping that email list. So we're putting out content by email, and we're putting out content. Um, we're doing some on on social media as well, but we're really pushing the content out on email mostly. Right. And um, I mean, content is everywhere. It is so easy to get content. I, I mean, I subscribe to all types of uh, listservs and things like that. So I'm always getting information about things that are going on that are security related. There's not a day goes by. I don't get at least 10 different articles I can write. Mm-hmm. And I don't try to write long form articles. I don't, I don't want to put out a monthly newsletter where it's going to take somebody 20 minutes to read it. I put out, you know, once or twice a week, something they can read within a minute or two. Uh-huh. And like and typically what I'll get is when I send things out, especially if it's something that's security related, I'll say something like, you know, um, let's just say all uh, Microsoft put out a new patch and uh, this patch fixes these things. And for those of you who are who are our clients, we we've, we've got this handled for you. You're good. If you're not a client, then you need to either do all these things or you need to give us a call. And 
it, it doesn't, it almost never fails. I'll get at least one call from somebody, sometimes even a client that calls and says, you know, I know that we're covered with the security, but uh, I've been meaning to talk to you about, you know, having the backups or something else. And then we're able to sell more services. So it's, it's just been a, a really good way to generate revenue from our existing clients as well as getting some exposure from our new clients. In, in fact, we even had um, the local uh, chamber called us and wanted to know if we would speak at a, in a breakfast that's coming up in a couple of weeks nice. and, and on cybersecurity. So, um, you know, it's a free, yeah. uh, free opportunity to get in front of a bunch of business owners. So that, that worked out well. Get the yeah. cards. Yeah. <laughs> Load get up the on cards. the business cards. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's something I found when you, when you focus on a particular thing like security or outlook or, you know, web design, um, pe- you, people tend to think of you when that, that subject comes up rather than if you're just a general computer person and they they need someone to talk on a specific topic they they forget that you might be able to speak on that they look for like an expert in that particular thing mm-hmm. um, so i found i just i get requests to do work or to write guest posts or to help out with stuff because i specialize in something uh is that has that been your uh, experience as well oh yeah absolutely yeah and i just we- got that today yeah we had a um, an incident here. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but Mecklenburg County, which is you know where Charlotte is, they had a ransomware attack a few a few months ago, well, a couple months ago, and they didn't pay the ransom, but the entire county was shut down for a couple of weeks while they tried to get through all this. And so everybody in this area is really kind of figure trying to figure out, you know, what do I need to do to protect myself? I don't want to be on the news like. Mecklenburg County was and have to deal with the, the fallout of how many, you know, hundreds of thousands and not millions of dollars they lost or had to reallocate to other things. Uh-huh. And the good thing about it is it gives me an opportunity to talk to clients, especially those who kind of push back against security things that we've discussed. And I have the conversation around, you know, nobody can ever afford to do security until something's happened. And all of a sudden now you can afford to clean up the mess, which yeah. is 10 times more expensive than doing it. So it just doesn't make any sense to not be proactive. It's a whole lot cheaper. But here's the thing, David, is I was telling a client who got hacked the other day. Mm-hmm. I said, you're on my newsletter list. Why didn't you buy my PowerPoint? <laughs> and you know, she said, I mean, I sell it to everybody for $10. Mm-hmm. Everything you need to know. I made a real simple thing. Nothing, you know, big, big dealy thing. And you know, what she said is I know I should have. And I said, well, don't worry about it. I make more money when you get hacked. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's my new thing now. Yeah. yeah. If they say I don't want, it, I go. Don't worry. I make more money when you get hacked, and that's my clothes. Mm-hmm. Now, if you say it like that, this is where I was going to tell you earlier. Is, I'm sorry, but everybody needs to use scare tactics now in marketing. Now, don't don't say here's you know you got to use like scary stuff like how much is your data worth and you know scary stuff like what would you do if all your data was gone tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. you ha- not scaring them to pieces, but just be like more, you know, these are what's happening. Mm-hmm. These are stories, you know, because that catches people's eyes. And that's what I've been doing in mine. And I'm, my newsletter hits are getting better, but I want more people to call to get the security set up and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> tough. It's, it's like, like you said, it's one of those things people don't, <laughs> don't think about it or they don't think it'll happen to them or, mm-hmm. you know, they don't think it's worth the money or whatever. Um, and, and yeah, I, I do agree that uh, sometimes, you know, it's, it's scare tactics or this like the you know this this could ha- this disaster could happen to you kind of thing. 
um, gets their attention. And as long as it's true, which it is, it could happen to you, and it would be really bad if it did. Um, then I, I think that's a, a fine approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to say mean stuff or put ladies crying in pictures like I did once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd all my data go with the tear? You know, yeah. but that's hey. funny stuff, but it's true. I, you know, I, I tried to put those out of my newsletters, but not social media. Because the newsletters, people actually read them a little longer. Social media is like 10 seconds. People are gone already. Right. And then you open it up to like comments from the peanut gallery when you throw it out on social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of hit it on the, on the head though, uh, Matthew with, um, I I've told clients before that, you know, I hope they're getting treatment for that. It won't happen to me syndrome that they have. <laughs> yes. Yep. It won't happen to me. Oh, and it's happens. true for like everything in life too. It's not just yep. computers, but yeah. So, so, um, for me, what's, what's been working for my services side. Um, one thing that really worked well was, uh, I did this video series, um, where I would do a quick, you know, like five minute video about a topic about, uh, you know, websites, uh, you know, just things on how to make your website better, things you might not know, you know, typically issues people run into when they try to add their own content to a website and the, the image they uploaded doesn't look right and, or they can't align something properly or, you know, simple stuff like that. Stuff that, you know, most of us know who build websites, but who, who my target clients, and my target clients are people who like try to put together a website, but are frustrated and can't do it well. And then they see my videos and they're like, Oh, okay. So they're educational videos, but really the goal is to say, Hey, I know this stuff. So Mm -hmm. if you're struggling, you know, come to me and and I'll help you out. Um, So I was doing that once a week, you know, once a week, a a how to video, I would post it on um, YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, and I got a couple projects out of it, a couple pretty big website projects out of it. I actually got someone who uh, I was friends on, I was connected with on LinkedIn because they were in a, another department with me back when I worked in the in the corporate world. And you know, we just happened to be connected on LinkedIn for these however many years it's been. And I never heard from her and didn't totally forgotten about her. And then all of a sudden, I put a video out on LinkedIn, and she's like, "Oh, hey, I'm starting this." Uh, this new side business and I need a website and you know, it's going to be this big thing and I need your help. And she would never have, you know, known about this new thing I was doing with websites unless I was constantly putting these videos out and, uh, and I've stopped doing it cause it was honestly, it was too much work. It was a lot of work to come up with a topic, put together like a bullet point script, record yeah. it along with the podcast, along with everything else I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, uh, I did it for a few months and just a few months uh, I got some, some work out of it. So I know, if in the future I, you know, I'm I'm bored or I'm not getting a lot of work, I can do these videos again, and that could drum up some business. So I, I like the idea of like with this podcast or whatever videos, getting yourself out there and just just talking, you know, how to helping people who who need the help, establishing yourself as an expert. And I I preach it every day, but it, it really works. Yeah, yeah. Those how-to videos. I'll just let you know that they can be a a curse and a gift. <laughs> okay. Here's why. Because here's my life and take it as it is. I get a request from a client at 7 a.m. My outlook's down. It won't crash or crash. I can't open PST's nightmare. I let it sit and cook sometimes for eight hours. Here's why. Because more than likely, they're out Googling and found my blog looking for an answer. And then they're panicking still. And in the meanwhile, they're doing their hardest to not have to pay anybody. This is very common for me. Mm. And so I've learned if I call them back right away, then they find out my fees and I'm too expensive. 
Okay. Right. So I, I, I have different types of clients. Uh, some of they put in a contact request and I can tell they're all in. They've outlined everything. Here's our goals. I mean, they actually write it like a business mini proposal. <laughs> then I get the other ones that are just, it crashed. And I'm like, yeah, but I know you're going to sit and try to fix it yourself. And you probably found one of my blogs on right. how to fix it, which some people have told me that. So I'm like, I lose money, but then I win. So it's like, you don't want to put out too much time into a how-to video or a blog. I just write them really quick. And when you're saying, Matthew, it takes a lot of time to edit a video. It does. It takes hours to make sometimes a two-minute video. It, you know, for me, it has in the past. Sometimes I just do straight shots and I just talk and that works too. But it, it is a lot of work to do that right. kind of marketing. And you have to know editing software and cameras and lighting yeah, and, and for me, you know, I already have the setup here, so I right. figured <laughs> how much more work would it be? I have actually my VA does the editing of it. Um, so when I say it took a lot of time, it, it I mean, an hour, hour and a half, maybe out of a yeah. week it took me. Mm-hmm. But still, that's, you know, that's a significant chunk of time when you've when you got a bunch of stuff going on. We make um, it once, it lasts forever. That's what I that's say. True. If you put, yeah. Anything you put on Google should stay there as long as you keep your website up. Well, and this stuff, it, and this stuff was mostly effective on social media. So, it, it's it, and on social media, it's very you know, um, uh-huh. what is it, transient, right? It's it, once you put something up, it's there for a day, and then it's pretty much gone. You know, right. you could search for it and find it, but most people don't. You know, if you put I can't see on a thing media. refresh on Facebook in one chance. Right. I refresh, I'm like, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's happened where I'm like reading a post, and then Facebook just decides to refresh while I'm reading the post. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I haven't been focusing a lot on on blogging or SEO um, for my stuff recently uh, because uh, I don't know why. It's just it's one of those things that it takes time to ramp up, and uh, I just haven't. I've I've been wanting to, and I think I'm going to here pretty soon. But I wanted to kind of experiment with video, especially on social media, because I heard. Uh, I uh, actually the thing that spurred me to do this on LinkedIn was I heard that. Recently, LinkedIn had allowed you to put on live videos and videos directly onto the LinkedIn wall or whatever you call it. And those were performing really well for people. Those are showing at the top of the algorithm on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. So a lot of those guys are influencers. They're the people that tell a lot of, here's what I've noticed is they're telling a lot of like great stories about not themselves, but just they're trying to be the inspirational people. And yeah, then they, there's a lot of those. I, I'm yeah. just getting really frustrated with that. I would, I would rather see a real person talking about their business, telling a real story, right. than to go, you can do it. Keep <laughs> it up. You're so great. Yeah. Like, well, I know Gary V. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And, there, and, and what, really, what really frustrates me about that is I know, I know some people who really follow those guys but they don't like they haven't started a business or they don't, you know, they don't do anything. They just that like they watch business. the videos. They're like, yeah, this is cool. But they never do anything. I'm going to inspire everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen those people too. And I actually, what's funny is I don't see them from people in my context. I see them from my context liking them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm unfollowing you right now because yeah. if you like that, that's silly. But that's what I'm seeing out there too is those live videos, which is cool. But I'd like to see one that's a how to do something. Yeah, and that, that's what I was doing on, on LinkedIn, and it, it worked really well because right. uh, there's not a lot of that on LinkedIn right now. No. There's not a lot of like meaty how to you know type of stuff. It's it is all that motivational stuff that you're talking about, <laughs> um, and yeah. So I think it was kind of refreshing for the folks who saw what I was doing. 
Um, and you know, it, it works, yeah. but then of course a year from now, it's going to be saturated with that. And then you got to find the next right. thing. So David, talking are you to- on LinkedIn? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah no. I'm on LinkedIn. Good question. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. done any, have you tried to do any like lead generation or anything on there? I haven't done anything on LinkedIn. Um, no, I haven't done anything on LinkedIn. That's where you should be. That's your clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We, um, my biggest thing is that right now, of course, you know, it could change in, you know, six months from now, but right now we're just, we're inundated with what we're trying to do with the, the merger and the onboarding, the clients. And, uh, and as soon as we merged, we actually picked up a super large client at the same time. So nice. we just, I mean, we are, we are yeah. underwater in things to do. So we're actually not proactively trying to pick up clients right now, which just sounds crazy, but. Uh, we would do a bad job right now trying to onboard another client because we just got so much work to do. Um, but go, kind of going back around to the videos, we use videos a lot. Like if if you email me and ask me a question, there's a good chance I'm going to respond in a video. Mm. Uh, and we've gotten some rave reviews from clients as well as people that are just asking general questions about our company or whatever. Uh, I mean, I had a guy the other day, he sent me just a question and it was a question kind of of around, it was around compliance. And so uh, I decided to answer it in a a video. Two reasons. Number one, I didn't have time to type out the email and and I didn't feel like doing it. So it's just, I'm not going to edit the video. I'm just going to shoot the video and send it. And by the time it was done, I ended up being like a 12 minute video. And I was like, oh my gosh, I started to do it again because I was like, this guy's (laughs) never going to watch a 12 minute video. Maybe he will on YouTube. And, and so I sent it to him. I just sent it to him. And and sure enough, I mean, I looked at the analytics and he he watched it from start to finish the first time and sent me an email back and told me, he said, this was the this was the most unique and comprehensive response to an email I've ever received. And I was like, dog. <laughs> you just hit dog. record. <laughs> yeah. I know. But, and but, so he was super impressed. And, you know, and that's why we do it. And, and if I have to walk a client through something, like if they send me an email about how to do something, I'll usually do a little video showing them how to do it and I'll send them that video, but I'm going to hold on to that video and I can use that video in, in, in email marketing or on social media or if another client has a similar question or in our knowledge base. I mean, I can put it everywhere. Mm. You know what I'm going to do? Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do with your tip. I get those questions all day, every day. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take this as a takeaway from this uh, podcast is I'm going to say, Hey, Susie Q, who sent in that email request, instead of me emailing you a really long, detailed paragraph reply, which you'd prefer, I'm going to make a video on YouTube. So I'm saying her name in it, but not her full name. That's, Mm -hmm. and then I'll put it up on YouTube because I get those all the time. And I don't, I think that's a great way to um, know that you're paying attention to them. You're going to give them answers, but never too many. Never, never all the answers, but enough to, I don't know. I, I like giving people answers on YouTube, but then it's not enough so they can still call me. Yeah. Right. And that's, and you, I mean, you even said like you have people contacting you just want free advice or a quick thing. So give them the free advice in a video. And that way you have something there to every other person who comes with that question. And and Uh, then it could work for SEO. And then, you know, it's a done deal. That's my new thing. Yeah. I love that idea. That's my takeaway, David. That was great. I needed that. We're we're teaching each other. I love these kind of news. I've been thinking, I think I've been thinking about it, but I guess it took the, they have a question, which I, I can make a question go into a very confusing answer. (laughs) 
and bring in the the dollars. Well, you know, people always, they're always talking about, you know, I, I need to think about content to write or I don't know what people want to read or whatever. And then they go check their inbox and they're getting all these questions and they're just answering them and hitting send. And I'm like, dude, that's your content. That's what right. people want. Nice. Brilliant. Awesome. To our, so, to our listeners, brilliant idea. <laughs> yeah. The, the, worth the price of admission right there is that, uh, <laughs> that takeaway. So uh, what, what question I wanted to leave us on was actually a question that someone asked in the Computer Business Marketing Facebook group, and I wanted to get your guys' uh, take on this. Um, this was by Jerry, uh, who's actually watching the live video right now. She asked, um, if you were going to spend $800 a month on one thing to advertise your business, what would you spend it on? So say you had like, you know... Uh, a rich, you know, um, benefactor that came and said, "Hey, I like what you're doing. I'm going to give you eight hundred dollars a month to spend on marketing. What are you going to do with it?" How oh. do I have to come up with an answer? <laughs> well, I could have many answers. But my first one would be to get an assistant. Ah, I go towards getting my assistant in because that's half her salary, his salary, and that could spend a lot of time doing marketing for me. Yeah, because marketing is a yeah. lot of work, and there's there's a lot of lot involved with not just the the content creation, but the posting it and oh, yeah. editing it, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then if I had eight hundred bucks, I'd probably do. Now this would be I'm I'm comfortable right now with my clientele list too. Like I I'm used to the same kind of, but let's say I wanted to go to the next level. Yeah, say you had like you you didn't have a lot of clients, or you know you needed to be marketing. Google uh, ads, Google ads. Know. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I, I've never done this, but I think I would might try to start doing a, some events. I think you could do some small, some, some very small events for, for that price range, even if it's just lunch and learns where you're inviting yeah. a dozen people to your office and providing lunch and, and, and picking a topic to speak on for, you know, 30 minutes. Right. And how like would you, um, where would you find the people to come to that? Um. We in our area, like for instance, um, we focus. One of the verticals we focus on is healthcare. So there are healthcare organizations that you know you, all these people are, are in a group, and, and anyway, all of them publish directories. And so every year we get directories of all these uh, CPAs in the area, all these lawyers in the area, all these healthcare people in the area. And so we can just go through that directory because we advertise in some of them, and so they give us the directories. And so we can just go through there and 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 call those people or send out something and just say, look, not only are we not selling you anything, we're trying to give you some free training and information, uh, but we're also going to provide lunch for you. You got to eat lunch anyway, so you might as well come and let us provide lunch for you. And right. then we're gonna and we're gonna uh, give you some some valuable information. Uh, and sometimes the best way to sell is to not sell. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that, that goes back to kind of the the whole through line of this, this whole episode has been, you know, putting our stuff out there, teaching and, and being valuable. I think doing the lunch and learn would just take it to the next level, get that FaceTime. And that's really nothing beats getting FaceTime with someone where they really get to know you make that connection. And then, you know, they're, they're way more likely to, you know, use you or refer someone to you yeah. once they've met you in person. Well, with any other marketing, I don't say any other marketing, but when you're doing, you're doing email marketing, you're in a crowded inbox when you're doing videos, wherever, no matter where they're at, there's a bunch of other information around it that they can click off of or whatever. But when you have a captive audience, whether it's a, a meeting or a, a lunch and learn or something like that, people typically are not going to get up and walk out. So you have them there right. and, they, and they're obligated because you've provided something first, you gave them lunch. 
And so they feel obligated to stay there and listen to whatever you have to say because you've provided uh, something of value uh, first. And so they're going to use the, the, you know, the law of reciprocity and stay there uh-huh. and listen. And then a lot of times, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a time that I've spoke to a group that at least one person had come up afterwards and say, you know, I need to talk to you about X, Y, and Z. And it turned into either a project or a client or something. So if I have to spend 800 bucks to get some people in a room and I get one client, then it's well worth it. Yep. Bam. Well, then you can get all your cards ongoing, get the news, get their cards. That's a, I like that idea. See, I always think national because that's all my marketing is I don't do anything in a town. So mm. if you're in a town, like the town I just moved to now, I could probably really do some good marketing here. But I'm like, I'd rather do it on a national scale because mm. that's more for me. So another but, another thing that you could do then is it, you could – with the, the, the event or the lunch and learn or something is instead of inviting your potential clients to it, invite potential partners. Cause you, like you said, you, you've been getting into the referrals and, and finding partners and stuff. So you could invite a bunch of, you know, entrepreneurs or business owners in the area. And then, you know, they might have national audiences as well and they, they can refer their people to you. You can refer their, your people to them. And um, so that, that might be a kind of a spin you can take on it. Yeah. And if you reach out to some of your, your vendors, a lot of times they will help pay for some of that. You know, if you, they'll send you uh, marketing materials to hand out. Sometimes they'll even show up, you know, if you give them a few minutes to, to speak or tell them you have, a, especially if it's a larger audience, I mean, they'll give you all kinds of stuff to give away or, you know, they'll give you some money to, to provide food or something like that. I mean, they're, they're always looking for ways to market their product as well. Mm-hmm. Sponsors, love them. Yeah, and, and I, I guess for me with the eight hundred bucks a month, I would, you know, I would just I I just kind of turn the knob up on what I'm doing and experiment more. So I'd I'd experiment with more different kinds of, of content creation and more experiment with different ways to get eyeballs on the content, whether it's ads or SEO or um, you know social media and just because I like I like fiddling with this stuff and and looking at analytics and seeing what working and seeing what isn't. So I just kind of turn up the knob on all that stuff and have fun with it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, The reason why I said Google ads is because if I had a team, okay, of people, that's the next thing for me would be to run some really unique Google ads. Yeah, I think you'd, you'd yeah. do well with Google ads for oh, sure. Yeah. But see, yeah. that's how I got into SEO was my Google ads. I didn't know SEO that well, so I did the ads. And then finally I did some tracking and I'm like, I'm making more from my blogs than the ads. So I quit the ads and pumped up the, the uh, blogs and it eventually took over. So, right. yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do though. Put in cool. ad money for me. Cool. Yes. Good, good. Uh, this has good. been first. <laughs> yeah, right. Good, good. Uh, diverse answers there. Cool. Uh, so um, before we sign off, why don't uh, just be curious to hear from each of you, what uh, your plans are for like the rest of the year, what you have on your plate. Um David, I know it's probably just trying to <laughs> get, you know, get everything reined in and, and get your processes in place and stuff. But, but do you have any like specific goals that you want to get done by the end of the year? Um, we just bought into ConnectWise and I understand that's a year long project. <laughs> so it'll probably be a lot of that. And um, right. we're really, we're really super focused on creating SOPs this year. Uh, so we're kind of getting the all of our employees involved in that process and, and trying to, we have IT glue, so we're trying to fill that thing up with everything we have to do. Uh, so that's kind of our big focus. It's not really a marketing thing, but, um, you know, if my opinion is 
you can go out there and talk about how great you are and all you and all this thing stuff. But once you sign somebody up, if you're if that process of uh, creating that customer experience fails, then it's going to be very difficult to keep them as a client or at least keep them as a happy client. Right. And this, this is something I think Lisa and I touched on in, in the computer business breakthrough course is marketing is, is something that c- continues before you get your client, while you're serving your client, and after you're done serving your client. It's mm-hmm. a continuous thing and, and providing the good value and uh, continuing to being able to translate the value you're providing to your customers to them uh, and will you know, help them refer people to you and will help them stick with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I, I think it's super important to just work on the business. Uh-huh. Well, you start a new company, you got a whole new game going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we're we're really uh, focused too on creating a a very comprehensive onboarding process that not just onboards the client from kind of the the technical prospect or aspect of it because we know how that goes, you know, you go in, you put your agents on or whatever and you get information, but we're also doing a, a whole entire onboarding series for, you know, how to put in tickets or, you know, how to, um, you know, what do our SLAs mean and, and who to call for what. And, and so, and all that is done through uh, emails as well as video. We have a whole entire campaign we're building out so that we're onboarding the client, both uh, from the technology aspect, as well as from uh, the, you know, how to do business with us aspect. That's awesome. I, that that we could do a whole show on that, <laughs> on on hearing what what you have planned for that. But that I, I love it. That sounds great. Uh, how about you, Lisa? What what are your plans yeah, for? Sit, but... <laughs> Go ahead. What's that? Well, as you can tell, the sun is back. Uh. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid it. It's stuck in. <laughs> I can't win. You can't. You can't uh. escape. Well, for those that have followed me through the years, everybody knows I like to move. So my first thing is to get. I moved to Pensacola, so that's my new. My new home, and I'm trying to get comfortable here and get used to the new weather versus from Las Vegas. Um, but uh, I, I plan on getting more involved in community stuff here. It was very challenging mm. in Vegas to be a part of the community when it was really challenging. I'll put it that way. And I tried. I tried this, tried that, but I didn't feel homey there. So here it's a smaller town. I can join the chamber and check out the BNI. And actually, I look forward to engaging in community stuff. And outside of that, um, my courses, the Office 365 courses, I've, I've got a lot of little wheels spinning in there. So my goal is to go to Ignite this year in Orlando. That's the big Microsoft uh, big conference. It's very expensive. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm looking for a sponsor to help fund it. And that's how you do it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. We'll see. That's in September. And I don't think I have anything else big going on. The rest of the year, just going to enjoy my new town and work on personal goals. Get set in. Yep, settled in. Hunker down. I'm in the panhandle, so. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like most of your uh, your, biz- your businesses are going good. You know, you're yeah. kind of coasting on, on what you have going, and and that, then you can focus on some other things for a little while, which is the, well, the point, right? We don't want to be constantly working on our business all the no. time. You know? Well, actually, what happened right before the courses launched was I had two of the things that I kind of like interestingly got figured out was the expert referral circle. That happened in December. And then get this in 2018, I was like, I'm done messing around with bad sales. So I found referring partners to help me with my migration work. And my sales are up now, first quarter, 23% from last year. Hmm. 
because I got into it. I was like, we're done missing money. So I upsell, upsell, upsell. Nice. And uh, I'm in a better place. So right now I'm like, let's just see what happens. I want to live personal life better. And the courses are fine and my business is fine. Cool. So I don't have anything new crazy going on. No, I got two main things. Good. I'm always selling books on my website. Yes. Wink, wink. Call that girl.com. <laughs> Call that girl.biz. <laughs> and uh, all of our links will be in the show notes for this episode. Lots of good stuff to check out from all three of us. Uh, yeah. And for me, I mean, I'm going to, you know, I want to start focusing um, on the computer business marketing aspect. I actually want to kind of build that up to kind of like how I used to have your friendly neighborhood computer guy, where it can be a resource for computer business owners to come to get free knowledge about marketing, uh, which is something that, you know, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of, I, I see there's a lot of like courses that are available for, you know, computer business owners to, to purchase, to learn about marketing. So I want to kind of get some free stuff out there that's that that can help folks and get started um, and and build that around this podcast and then around the newsletter, uh, kind of build that up a little bit. So that's going to be my focus for, I think, the summer. Um, and, and then, you know, just kind of improving everything. I don't really have any plans to launch anything new. Uh, so kind of like you, I just want to improve, like all of us actually on here, want to improve what we have and make it better and hopefully serve the people I'm here to serve a little bit better than I have been. Um, and uh, yeah, so cool. Well, thanks guys for, uh, for being here for the 50th show. It was uh, a lot of gold nuggets and it was good to just catch uh -huh. up with you guys. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, no problem guys. So um, that's going to do it for this episode of the computer business marketing show. Thanks for hanging out with us live. If you've been watching live and thanks for the, uh, uh, thanks for the thank yous <laughs> for the uh, the 50th anniversary. Thanks, Jay and uh, Phil and Jerry and, and all the usual folks that, that join in. Um, you know, we love to hear from you guys. If you like what you heard, head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. Sign up for the newsletter there. You get every week, you'll get a uh, email uh, with the latest tips and tricks about marketing and how to market your news, uh, how to market your computer business better. Um, and then also, if you liked what you heard in the show, leave a comment in the show notes. There'll be some links to the different things we talked about on this episode. And finally, um, love to hear from you. If you like the show, leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, and uh, of course, we just love to see those reviews. Every review does help us get found better in those different platforms. Uh, finally, don't forget to check out our sponsor, TechSite Builder. Uh, thanks for checking out this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. On behalf of Lisa and David, my name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Mm -hmm.